You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Are you ready for the Word of God? Are you ready to be challenged? Just to reset your faith and to take yourself or to allow God to take you from where you are to where God wants you to be. Amen? You know, what I love about the Holy Spirit when there's difficulties, I'm thinking the Holy Spirit is not scared of hell. He's not scared of darkness. He's not embarrassed about your situation. He went into hell and raised Jesus from hell. So wherever you find yourself, whether it's at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom in the darkest place, the Holy Spirit's got the ability to reach out and to lift you up. Amen. As a Christian, yes, give the Lord a hand. The Bible says, though the righteous may fall seven times, he'll get up every time. It means you're either getting up or you're up. But you can never stay down as a Christian because God will lift you up. Amen. Are you ready for the word of God? Well, if you're visiting with us for the very first time, We've got a custom in the household of Christ where we declare the word of God before we preach the word of God. Amen. So it's going to be on the overhead projector. Just make the declaration with us. Amen. If I can ask you to please stand to your feet as we declare the word of God. Are you ready? One, two, three. I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm a life-giving spirit. I accept his sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection power in my life. I'm bound to his word and can do what it says I can do. I receive the word with meekness and I'm changed from glory to glory. I have the God kind of faith. I'm the righteousness of God and will never be the same. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. As you take your seat, turn to the person next to you and say to them, your smile looks better than the last time I saw you. Keep on smiling. I know you have a lot of things to be happy about. Amen. In this lockdown time, we have to smile with our eyes when we have a mask on. Amen. But as a Christian, you can always smile. Whatever you are facing, whatever difficulty you are going through, Always remember, when your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, there's reason to rejoice. Amen. Peace has become a very scarce commodity. To have peace in your heart, peace in your family. Peace wherever you go. Wars all over the earth. Fighting. Quarrels. Disagreements. Offense. Disappointment. All these things steal the peace from your heart. To have people that love you. True friendships are hard to find, but not in a living church. In a living church, Ephesians says, every member finds their rightful place. 
and the body starts edifying itself, building itself up in love. Jesus said, I'm giving you a new commandment, a new instruction. As I've loved you, love one another. He says, people will know that you are my disciples by the love that you have for one another. Jesus has got a sense of humor to put people together that is an accident waiting to happen. The disciples, they were fishermen, tax collectors, a doctor, the sons of Zebedee, sons of thunder, fire, just want to call down fire. All of them together. And then you've got a thief in between as well. And a doubting Thomas. People have so many different opinions. But God says, how people will know that you are my disciples are by the love that you have for one another. The love that you have for one another. Christianity is different than all other religions because it originates in the heart of man. It's all about your heart. Your confession needs your heart's full agreement. When you say, I love you, Jesus, God is not just listening to your words, but he's looking at your heart. When you greet people, when you say, hello, it's so good to see you. Is your heart saying, hello, it's so good to see you? Or is your heart saying, just get out of the way and go? Don't raise your hand. When you see some people and they say, bless you, my brother. Are you really blessing them in your heart? Because this is why many people don't have victory in their life. Because to activate or release faith... Your confession needs your heart's full agreement. Romans 10 verse 9 to 10. With our mouths we confess and with our hearts we believe. With our mouths confession is made unto salvation, but with our hearts we believe unto righteousness. For you to receive salvation is not just to say, Jesus, I accept you, but it's to believe with your heart that he's made you righteous. Jesus said, these are those, they draw near to me with their mouths. They sing the songs, they worship, but their hearts are far from me. When you come to church, it's not about just drawing close with your mouth, but drawing close with your heart. God looks at our heart. We can be doing the right thing on the outside, but what's happening on the inside? You know what is one of the scariest scriptures in the Bible for me? The book of Judges. Samson, the Bible says that the Spirit of God had departed from him and he did not even know it. means he was in standing in church raising his hand saying Jesus I love you 
and God had departed. He did not even know it. Just just 16 verse 20. In the old covenant, when you were disobedient, the Spirit of God departed from them. That's what David prayed in Psalm 51. Do not let your Holy Spirit depart from me. Under the new covenant, God said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He'll always be with us. But Paul writes and he says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. In the book of Mark, Jesus said that we should love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. What God was saying is, love me with everything. Every part of your being, love me. And he said, the second, love your neighbor as you love yourself. This will bring me to our sermon topic for today. Loving God and loving people. Loving God, loving people. Turn to the person next to you and say, it's all about loving God. It's all about loving people. Jesus said, love me with all your heart. Your innermost being. That's what God requires of us. Your heart. Sometimes we say, Jesus, I love you. But in church, your heart is saying, I love the things of the world more. I heard my wife said last week, you cannot be the bride of Christ and the girlfriend of Satan. Hey, no. Cannot be the bride of Christ and be the girlfriend of Satan. God wants your every part. Christianity is all about the love of God. When you are born again, you are born of love. Born of love. Many times, we want to only see his works. People want Jesus to heal them, deliver them, help them. But they don't want to be Jesus' friend. Whereas it's not all about seeing his works but learning his ways according to Galatians 5, verse 22 to 23, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 John 4. It's going to be our proof text for this morning. There's power in our confession when we say something. Amen? Do those around you know that you love them? You don't know what they did to me. Love them as God loved you. John 4, 17. Love has been perfected among us in this. We are not perfect. We will never be perfect, but the love of God has been perfected among us. We can experience his perfect love when you are worshiping him in spirit and in truth. Oftentimes you'll just experience those showers of God's love being poured out 
And you know that love has been perfected among us. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. When your children know that you love them, they will come to you with anything. Listen to me, parents. Remind your children that you love them. But if they're not sure that you love them, there's fear. Children, don't use this now against your parents as well. You love them as well. Amen? Young people, this generation of today is much too clever. Amen? View everything in the light of God's word. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. We can love because God first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For who does not love his brother whom he can see, how can he love God? Whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him that he who loves God must love his brother also. Wow. What a challenging message. Who of you have been offended by a brother? Let me see your hand. The Bible says in Luke chapter 17 verse 1 that offense will come to everyone. All of us have been offended. But the thing with offense is that offense is not given, offense is taken. So when somebody offends you or says something that hurts you or disappoints you, don't take the bait. Let that be the very thing drawing you closer to God. Make a decision to remain in love. Sometimes we're going to miss it. But remind yourself of the God that you love and the God that loves you. The Bible says we cannot say we love God, but we hate our brother. Because if we are born of love, his ability has become our ability. The way that God forgives us, we can forgive those that are around us. He first loved us. What he's asking of us is not impossible. Romans 5 says that he has poured his love into our hearts. That love is on the inside of your heart. There is this battle between the spirit and the flesh. Humility and pride. Love and hatred. I'm not saying when people say words, it's never going to hurt you. People can say some nasty things, 
some hurtful things. But remind yourself that hurting people hurt and loving people love. So we have to lean into the love part, his divine nature. The love where a God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Romans 5 says that when we wanted nothing to do with him, when we rejected him, when we thought we could do it on our own, God sent Jesus to reconcile us to him. The challenge that we face, we have to continue to abide in God's love. That's the challenge. Sometimes we want to give somebody a piece of our mind, the part that is hurting, but make a decision to always give them a part of your spirit, the part that is linked up with God. 1 Corinthians six seventeen. Family, we want to win this nation for Jesus. Turn to the person next to you say, you cannot fight fire with fire. Turn to the person on the other side and say, you cannot fight fire with fire. We're going to have to choose the Jesus way. In the battle between the rock, the stubborn, the heart, that which does not want to heal, and water. In the end, water has the victory. And it starts shaping that rock. Amen. Continue to allow the Holy Spirit to work in you and through you. Turn with me in your Bibles to John 15. Verse 9. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. We know that God the Father loves Jesus. Jesus said, in the same way, God the Father loves me, I love you. Abide in this love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Do you want to be a friend of Jesus? Obey his word. He says, if you don't remember anything that's written in here, just do these two things. Love God and love people. If you truly want to be a Christian, let me tell you something. Your relationship with God depends far more on your relationship with those around you than what you realize. Because you cannot say you love God and you hate those that are around you. When it comes to men, it says, men, live with your wife with a lot of wisdom and understanding. I'm giving you my version. Because if you have a bad attitude towards her, it's going to affect your prayers. 
Because if the communication is not good this way, the communication is not good this way. But when you start with loving God, and you realize how much He loves you, and of how much He has forgiven you, and how much grace He is showing towards you, and how much favor He is showing towards you, and kindness, and love, and mercy, and forgiveness, and you meditate upon those things, when you walk out, you'll have a lot of grace, and mercy, and forgiveness, and love. We almost married 30 years. But sometimes we can just say to each other, you know, you need to just go spend a little bit more time with Jesus. The edges are getting a little bit sharp. But who do you think you are to say, I'm the head of the house, don't tell me that? Because when you spend time in the love of God, that love will start to fill you and it will start to overflow to others. Many times when we are biting and we are devouring, we are thinking we are putting people in their place and sorting them out. But all that we are actually doing is we're confessing our weakness that we've not been spending enough time in the love of God. Jesus said that you'll either love God or you love money. I'm not going to preach about money. I want to go to the talents that God has given. What if those talents, if we compared that to love, the gift of love that God has given us? Because when we are born again, we receive that gift of love. What have you done with the talent, the gift of love that God has freely given us? For God so loved the world that he gave. He's most precious. If you've been given five talents, or two talents, or one talent, the Bible teaches us that you have the ability on the inside to multiply, double at least everything that God has given you. What he has deposited on the inside of you. The love that God has given you. The five pieces of love that God has given you. Have you been multiplying it? Have you dug a hole in your heart and just buried the love that you've got? Jesus, I just want your love, love me. I'm a... God is expecting us, expecting of us to go out into a dying world and to multiply the love that he has deposited on the inside of us. The truth is, you know you have the ability to love, but it's the cares of this world offenses, hurts that we hold on for too long that start to harden our heart that the love cannot flow the way it's supposed to flow. Turn to the person next you say, I love you. But Jesus loves you even more. Turn to the person on the other side say, I love you. But Jesus even loves you more. You know, it's easy to love people that are like you. But you need the help of the Holy Spirit to, to love people that are different. 
You know, loving somebody and liking somebody is two different things. Do you know that? You're all giving me the Christian spiritual eye here. You know, when you look at the book of Acts, Philip, God asked him, send an angel to him. The Bible mentions specifically that it was in the desert. During the day. Turn to the person next to you say, sometimes to love will be uncomfortable. An angel tells him, go onto a dirt road. I mean, we all just want to be on the highways where it's easy to travel and we can be cruising at 120. But a dirt road where it's a bit bumpy, God asks him, he says, go in the sun, the hottest time of the day, not on the comfortable road, the uncomfortable road, to a eunuch that's an Ethiopian to go share the gospel. You know what the Bible says? When he saw him, he ran to him. That challenged me. When last were you that excited about sharing the gospel that you ran to somebody? Say, Lord, fill me with your love until it overflows to others that I'm ready to run on the uncomfortable road to somebody that's different than me to share the love of God. We sometimes have difficulty just loving our own family, loving people in the church. Where God says, love your neighbor, and your neighbor can be anybody. Your neighbor can be from another religion. Now it's getting very quiet. Your neighbor can be anybody. You don't know who your neighbor is. That's the kind of love that we want. To run to anybody. Can I tell you something? Sometimes your love can feel a little bit empty. But Jesus is ready to fill that emptiness with his light and with his love. Amen? If you feel a bit empty, let me see your hand. Who's had a draining week? You had to love, 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 and your love meter feels a bit low. You know, when I have moments like that, I always think about Luke chapter 5, Peter. Peter that toiled all night trying to fish. Have you read that part? I mean, he's trying to be so diplomatic with Jesus. His boat is empty. He's worked all night. He's done what he could. He's a fisherman. He knows the trade. And his boat is empty. Zero love. If his love language is food, eating fish, empty. Empty. Amen? Whose love language is food? Jesus is aware of his disappointment. But all that he can see is disappointment. God, do you love me? I've worked all night. No fish. Jesus says something profound. He says, will you allow me into your boat? I want to use what you've got 
to share the gospel, to spread the love. And he says, well, it's empty. No fish in it in any case. Well, might as well just get in. Turn to the person next to you and say, allow Jesus into your boat. Gets into that boat. Little does he know that the light of the world is getting into his boat. Starting to expel all shades of darkness. After he had shared the message, he says to Peter, go and drop your nets. Go and drop your nets. Peter said, we have toiled all night, Jesus. It says, nevertheless, at your word, I will drop a net. I want to explain something to you. The way that they used to catch fish, they would go out at night and put little lamps on the side of the boat. And that would attract insects that became the bait for the fish. And they could just bring the fish. Sometimes the fish would even just jump into the boat because of all the insects. But now it's not dark anymore. So the light is not going to work to draw the insects. And this is the frustration of Peter. We've toiled all night. The lamps have been burning. The bait has been there, but there's no fish. But Jesus is saying to him, forget about those small little lights of the world. I am the light of your salvation. I am the strength of your life. And he goes, and you know the catch is great. You had the revelation that it's not our light that we put down, but his light, his love that brings the change and the difference. What does the Bible say? God's word is a lamp, a light unto my feet. Who was the guy who jumped out and started walking on water when he said, Jesus, just give me the word. Just say, come, and I'm ready to step where the light is telling me to walk. I want to encourage you. That light is the love of God. God is love. And that love is on the inside of us. Can I tell you something? When you allow the light of God into your life, everything that is linked to you will start to experience that light and that life. Peter's whole life started changing. He still made mistakes. But Jesus said to him, you'll be the rock that I'll build my church on. He was the one who walked on water. He was the one who had the revelation that Jesus is the Christ. He was also the one who got rebuked and said, Satan, get behind me. Also chopped somebody's ear off. Also denied Jesus. But the love of God never consulted his past. Amen? God does not consult your past in determining your good future. Allow the love of God to cover a multitude of sins. It was the love of God that covered Peter's mistakes. Let me tell you something. The courtyard with Peter denied Jesus was not something big like this, that he was in that corner there and Jesus was there. 
Jesus was close enough to see Peter's eyes, look him in the eyes, and he could hear when he said, I do not know him. That's why when he heard the rooster crying, he walked out and he wept bitterly because he looked into those eyes of love. The greatest pain one day for people will be when they look into the eyes of Jesus and they see his love, see his gentleness, see his kindness, but they never accepted him. I want to encourage you this morning. Ask God to fill your heart with his love that it will overflow to others. Go ask God, who is that person that I have to run to to go share the gospel, to go share the good news? Maybe not to even go tell them, you know, you have to get saved, turn or burn. Just go and love them. Just go and show the love of Jesus. Allow the love of God to fill you until it overflows to others. When God qualified Peter to send him out, he asked him one question in John 20. Peter, do you love me? He says, yes, Lord, of course I love you. Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Lord, you know all things. You truly know if I'm just saying it with my mouth, whether I mean it with my heart. May God help us that every I love you has your heart's full agreement. Because when people see that your I love you, I care about you, has your heart's full agreement, it will touch and change their lives. You'll see faith being released. But if we're just saying it in its lip service, people can discern it, people can see it. May God fill us with his love until it overflows to others. May God make our hearts obedient. Amen. My prayer for you this day is that everything that is linked to you, that will experience the love of God, the favor of God, the light of God. Everything linked to you will experience deliverance, breakthrough, healing. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for every person that's here right now. Thank you, Lord, as we allow you into our lives, into our boat, that the light of God will shine into every area, expelling all shades of darkness, O oh Lord, disconnecting us from whatever the enemy has used to link himself to us, O oh Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we are stretch forth your mighty right hand and cause the light of your favor to shine upon all our ways. Most of all, allow the light of God to shine into the four corners of our hearts, expelling all bitterness, all unforgiveness, all hatred, all hurts, O oh Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Act in us, that our thoughts will be holy, acting us, that our words will be holy, acting us, that our deeds will be holy. Grant unto us, O Lord, humble hearts, sincere hearts, pure hearts, hearts that will not be grudges, but hearts that are quick to forgive. Fill our hearts with your love, O Lord, until it overflows to others. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, 
Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. I want you right there where you are. Just put your right hand on your heart. Raise your other hand to heaven and pray this prayer loud after me. Say, Precious Father, my situation is beyond human means. I need the Savior of the world to save me. Save me, Lord Jesus. Just wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I confess with my mouth and I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died for me. That he's alive right now making intercession for all my weaknesses. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me to live a holy life while pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.